This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. On this show, we invite app industry professionals to cover various topics. We promise to do our best to keep it both insightful but brief. On this episode, we have Jagash Gershinsky, Director of Global Performance Marketing at Booksy. Jagash, welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. Hello, Art. It's nice to be here. Terrific. Thank you for coming. Um, so think about it. You wake up in the morning thinking about cutting your hair, scheduling a massage session to get, to get rid of a weekly stress, or even get a new tattoo to change something in your life. All these things periodically pop up on your schedule. And before COVID-19, you're taking for granted booking these things, especially when such handy app as Booksy came along and it became even easier to do. Then COVID happened and these routines changed. On this episode, on this episode Jagash will tell us how the team behind Booksy adapted to the pandemic and managed to grow the app. But before doing that, let's talk about you, Jagash. How did you get into digital marketing? Yeah, like uh, it could be pretty long story, but um, keeping it uh, short, um, I would say that this is something that was like always uh, like somehow around me and was connected with my life. Uh, my first experience with uh, what we can call digital marketing was uh, like a micro business, uh, which uh, I run with my brother on eBay kind uh, site in, in Poland, where we mm-hmm. sold like a, a Lego bricks and Lego sets. Uh, of course, we started from those we got uh, as a gift from our parents and family. But but after that, mm-hmm. when we saw that uh, we can like have nice margin, even we didn't know what exactly margin is, uh, we started like to buying um, um, Lego bricks from people, like from the advertisement on, on the newspapers and stuff like that, and sell them like... Um, more expensive on on this eBay kind of site. That's why it was like a first touch, like when I was, I don't know, like 12 years old. And uh, after that, like some education in in the the, the, um, topic of digital marketing, I can say, like marketing and stuff around it. And and the first project in my professional career. Wow, 12 12 years old, that start, you definitely started early. Uh, I was still, uh, wasn't aware of any digital marketing. At that point, because the, at that point there was no internet, I would say, uh, late eighties. Um, anyway, getting back to the Booksy app itself, tell us about what it does and how it works. It's pretty simple. Like Booksy is a system of two mobile apps, um, and I don't mean here like iOS and Android, but like a two different systems for B two C and B two B means and clients and businesses. First up, uh, the green one, it's uh, it's an app for the clients uh, who want to make an appointment with a barber, hairdresser, or even like a finance institutions, uh, which we have in, in Poland. Um, mm-hmm. And other, it's for the owners of the salons or the beauty businesses and in general businesses, as I mentioned, like even like a finance institutions. Uh, which like And who like based their, their business activities on appointments? All right. Um... It's obvious, like we've been into this uh, pandemic for a year now, it's precisely a year this March, and COVID-19 changed so many things. And um, 
assume that the pandemic did change the way people use the app. So please tell us about um, how people began using the app during the pandemic and uh, tell about your app users in general a bit. Uh, who's your app user? Who's your average mm -hmm. app user now? Uh, like from the perspective of the customer application, uh, it could be anyone, uh, whoever wants to, to have an appointment in a uh, uh, barber, hairdresser, salon, nail artist, uh, or you'd like to, to, to book the appointment in a, uh, to have a massage or whatever, like basically everything, everyone could be a client of the Booksy customer app. Um, the way of the behavior um, has not changed much. Uh, however, many customers are looking for a barber, hairdresser, uh, etc. Uh, through the app, to first of all organize the, their days uh, to, to stay organized, uh, but uh, in the current situation, also to avoid like larger groups of people uh, because That's it's right. like uh, safer, healthier, etc. While the application for the business um, definitely facilitates organizations, uh, but it, organization, but it was even before the before the pandemic, but during and after we can say pandemic uh, or the biggest lockdowns, uh, also com communication with customers. Um, of course, in each country the restrictions are or were uh, quite strong. Uh, so thanks to the application, the salon owners uh, can control the flow of customers. And at the same time, attract the new ones, which is much, much uh, more important right now because you don't have like a tons of people on the on the streets because of right. the of the lockdowns and restrictions. So, um, just from the top of your head, uh, any other countries that are your guys big at plus to Poland? Uh, anything um, Europe states? Mm, like basically, Booksy operates on on many markets because this is like the online solution but uh, we are focusing on six main markets and uh, us is the biggest one and this is our our main focus poland uh, uk brazil south africa spain uh, and probably i forgot about something but but uh, after the merge with the biggest competitor in in poland we also have mexico in our portfolio right now mm -hmm. got it um now uh the app itself, uh, has it changed because of the uh, pandemic? Uh, you know, many businesses probably, Uber would be the biggest one. Because of the pandemic, they had to basically switch from being a you know, transportation app to food delivery app. Otherwise, the business would survive because the impact was that drastic. So um, businesses like Uber or smaller had to add new features, add new services to adapt to this pandemic. Did you guys go through kind of a similar transition? Did you add any certain features or extra services to the app? Mm, of course, I can say right now from the perspective that both apps grew in popularity after the lockdown. Uh, but of course, it's it's easy to say right now. Uh, March yeah. 2020 was super tough. Uh, and also for for our uh, for our management and basically for the for the from the perspective of the decisions which need to be uh, made that time. Um, of course, we changed like the gears from uh, super fast grow as a, as a startup as a business uh, to like survive mode, and uh, we we really tried to to like facilitate and basically. Um, help also our our clients and, and businesses cooperating with us. Uh, 
of course, like books, it's an online solution. It's, that's why we're talking. And basically, this is the mobile apps and, and stuff like that, super similar to the processes connected with gaming. But at the same time, we are closely connected with offline world. That's why if our clients uh, can't work because of the lockdowns, we won't have also the revenue from our activities. That's why, uh, that's why, as I mentioned, like from perspective of the full year of, of, of the pandemic, it's easy to say that after the first lockdown, uh, our apps grew, but like March, 2020, we didn't know about it. And it was like a super, super um, uh, challenging times for us. But um, we have added some necessary functions and, and features to, that helps to manage the salon even better and uh, basically communicate with the clients as well as uh, offer online services. I think that the online services was were the biggest uh, add-on uh, or was it biggest add-on for the uh, from the product perspective. Um, the whole thing makes the product live and adapts uh, to the current uh, needs of the of the users and. From the end client's perspective, I think that that basically we didn't change much. Uh, of course, uh, if some some merchant, some provider like a barber or hairdresser or I don't know nail artist or physiotherapist uh, added online services, of course we um, like the end client can see it. But besides that, mm -hmm. of course, uh, some um, additional features which help you feel safer. Uh, in in the barber salon, for example, you can wait in your car, and you have like information in the app that your barber is ready to to start your appointment. That's why this kind of small things, but but which uh, which are helping even right now because you don't have you can't have like a, people inside your uh, shop if you um, don't have like the appointment with with them. That's why they need to wait outside or something like that. When it's rainy, for example, in UK it's raining all the time. It's it's much much easier to have this this feature um, instead of you know uh, waiting for the call or message or whatever like that. It's just one click. Got it. So, well, obviously, during the pandemic time, uh, even though those th those things can be small, uh, you know, in your perspective, they do help people to, you know, stay safe. And uh, every small thing counts uh, when when it's about, you know, surviving the pandemic for uh, weeks and weeks, and actually months, as we see now. Um, mm -hmm. Let's talk about the app, the app marketing side. Uh, looking at app marketing campaigns that you guys running before COVID and uh, during the uh, pandemic right now. Um, now we have, a, we have an experience of running those campaigns throughout the year. Probably you can have a kind of a bird view of what changed before you were running, uh, you began running campaigns, um, sorry, you were running campaigns before the COVID and during what had changed uh, in your approach, probably different channels, ad formats, the, the messaging. Mm, uh, like basically I, I have like a previous experience when it comes to the digital marketing in the companies uh, where we needed to build the category, not only like a awareness of the specific brand or the product, but in general about the mm -hmm. whole category, because I used to work for the company. Uh, which uh, distribute in the uh, audiobooks and it wasn't like a, the po most popular format in, in Poland to, to digest the content. That's why uh, it was the same with, with Booksy before COVID. Like you need to like persuade a lot of people to, to use this kind of solution because they were uh, 
uh, super okay with pen and paper uh, or like a Google Calendar or whatever like that because it's free, it's every, everyone can have it or whatever. But it's not mm-hmm. created specifically for this kind of uh, process of, of uh, having like appointments and, um, and like uh, trying somehow to uh, manage your your uh, client's uh, data database. That's why, um, as I mentioned, like before COVID, many users felt that uh, they would not need any applications such as Booksy. Um, like now, not only due to the restrictions, uh, but uh, maybe more attention to uh, to safety and like the, um, all the rules connected with with health apps such as booksy are actively uh seeked and much better understood because uh, people are trying to find a way how to organize their businesses and that's why we are focusing more on search ads what it's not super typical for uh for the apps uh, solution Uh, But of course, still promoting our apps wherever possible, uh, using like a high quality content. And this is, I think, something what I really want to emphasize and and underline that the high quality content um, will also will always like um, depend uh, itself. And and thanks to that, we have uh, we have like a really good results, no matter what what channel, which channel we are using. Uh, Of course. We have added like a lot of for ad formats to our standard uh, mobile app install ads, um, thanks to which we built not only short um, term effects, but also higher engagement uh, mm-hmm. with the product. Thanks to various case studies, such um, like a success stories also, uh, which is like connected with uh, what I mentioned about the high quality content. Uh, and of course, like without uh, engaging um, like maybe not engaging but without like a high quality content and uh, engaging um, um, messaging uh, I think that that great product also um, can defend uh, itself but but at the same time we can we can somehow um, address all the problems of our users uh, connected with their businesses that's why uh, that's why I really believe that the high quality content could be a solution for the uh, all the like problems and challenges which we are facing right now in the in the performance market. So the situation switched from you know uh, when you had to convince people to use the app because they were not familiar with the and actual their you know daily life didn't require it wasn't something necessary for them to do like uh, today um, you know for many people like wearing a mask became part of their life and the way how they structure their day and uh, uh, book everything that, that is possible to book online. So booking the stuff that you guys provide uh, people opportunity to book uh, became part of their life too. And now you're just using content marketing, helping them to make the most of your app, correct? Exactly, exactly, yes. Okay, um, by the way, do you guys using TikTok or it's not on your radar? Uh, I think that it will be for our B2C activities. Uh, we'd like to test it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's on our world map, but uh, so far we are focusing on like more popular, I can say like a Facebook, Google. Uh, we are testing some stuff on Pinterest, Snapchat also. Um, but taking into consideration our targets, everything uh, for now looks uh, 
pretty strong. Um, mm-hmm. That's why TikTok is one of our like um, idea for the tests uh, for the uh, upcoming uh, months. Okay, go catch you. Perhaps you have some takeaways to our listeners because uh, you know um, if you've been following what epidemiologists telling us, uh, chances are if this is not the last pandemic uh, we're going to be having in the future. So. If that's possible, can you think of a kind of a list of things to adjust in that marketing when, God forbid, in the next one will hit? What, like, if something drastic happened in your, with your business um, that changes the way people interact with your app that drastic as it happened last year, what would be the list of suggestions to, for people, kind of a uh, roadmap, what to do in that situation? Like... To be honest, like we had the the I can say playground. Of course, it's not the best the best word, but uh, like a maybe test grant. It's better uh, on in UK uh, when right now we have like a third or fourth lockdown. That's why we can somehow test different approaches when it comes to uh, promotion our app because mm-hmm. if everything is working well, we can focus on our main unique selling points such as. Uh, you will earn more money, you will save more money, you will have more clients or whatever. But if everyone is uh, it's closed in their homes, uh, you need to focus on content which will somehow support them or, or make them, I know, somehow ready uh, to reopen, for example, in April, I think, 12 or something in UK. That's why we are focusing on more awareness and, and like consideration uh, ads. We are still like losing performance marketing to, to spread uh, uh, some positive vibes, I can say, because it's really, really hard right now to to say um, that, you know, everything will be okay if like a beauty, beauty pros is uh, on the fourth or I don't know even which lockdown right now. But uh, I think that for now, for, for, for us, like I, people connected somehow with the performance and mobile analytics right now, pandemic is one of the topic uh, that should be considered, but also like all activities related to the user privacy. Uh, which will have a huge impact on the entire field of performance marketing. And uh, I think that it's it's very general and obvious observation, but what I mentioned before, and, and uh, uh, you really do, did a good job to rephrase it, um, that the good quality content is a key. And of course, like a product also need to be um, working uh, and need to be helpful, but but if you have like a high quality content, it could uh, help you to to survive even in those uh, really weird times right now. Uh, also, I believe, really believe that users are so connected to their phones and in, in general to the mobile experience uh, that we can't act against it. And we need to uh, build an effective, if, if we want to build an effective business, we need to be in line uh, of the organic organic behaviors, like this regular normal behavior, which we are acting uh, uh, on a daily basis uh, without ads, without any marketing uh, activities. Of course, some things can be done online, such as like a beauty, uh, like in the beauty industry. Uh, mm-hmm. That's why technology should make the process as easy as possible. Uh, for like uh, both parties, like for the clients and for the for the providers. That's why we really believe that recreating somehow like the organic processes and organic behavior 
could help us to build like really useful product and really useful like user paths. Um, yeah, and I hope that that using also like uh, and I see that using like a good uh, quality content, uh, it's something uh, which we can say like is a key for uh, really really good results on on the performance marketing side. Gotcha, Jagash. Um, okay, that was my last question in the uh, part of the show when we're covering the topic and the table. And now I have a few quick questions, which I'm asking to my guests to paint a better picture of who they are for the audience. And these are just a few questions. Number one, mm-hmm. are you iOS or Android user? What smart iOS. smartphone brand do you prefer? iOS, definitely. iOS. Yeah, iOS tech is definitely bigger so far. Uh, what was your first mobile phone, if you can remember? Uh, it was like an Alcatel One Touch, I think 511 or 501, something like that. It was like, a, of course, uh, black and white. Uh, I had like, I don't know, 20 text messages in my uh, monthly package. Um, and it was like a huge amount, I remember. It was like, I don't know, 20 or something years ago. And it was like... A, Great, great. Best day ever, I can say. But the better lasted way better than now. Uh, there's always downside and upside. Um, okay, um, imagine like hypothetically, if you're living your home, or presumably if you can, if you're not under lockdown, and you're living your smartphone at home accidentally, what would be the most missing feature for you? Um... I think about uh, both, uh, or, or I, I, I can I can think about two apps or like uh, two features. And one it's like Apple Pay, because I even don't need to have my wallet uh, in my pocket when I have my phone. And uh, Health App, uh, I'm not sure that it's connected somehow with my like profession, if I can say that. But I really really love to track everything. That's why if I don't have a Health App and I go for a walk or and I also don't have my smart smartwatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not so happy because of this walk. I think that this is really not good. Uh, my wife is not happy about it, but but I really, really, really want to track every single walk and have this nice information about, uh, okay, you hit your targets or whatever like that. And this is really important. Not only walk itself. Got it. So you, you don't want to miss any piece of data. Uh, exactly. Okay, so, uh, and finally, this, this set of questions. Uh, when you're looking at your iPhone, what kind of features could be hardware, software that you believe it's still missing at this point? Not easy question, but uh, I think that, uh, I'm not sure about like the other countries, probably it's super common in US or, or UK or whatever, but as I mentioned about the Apple Pay and and mm-hmm. like the extension of it to have like the all documents somewhere in the cloud. Of course, there is like a tons of of stuff connected with this, with uh, like the keep it uh, in the safe place, whatever in the cloud. But have all the documents like ID or whatever, and you have just your phone, and it's like enough to have your phone in your pocket because it's like basically everything uh, everything in your pocket uh, and as i mentioned probably uh, probably maybe i i didn't like underline it uh, enough but as as a as a apple fanboy uh, i 
remember like when when like uh, Steve Jobs mentioned about the iPod and like you know thousand uh, songs in your pocket or and stuff like that. Yeah. And I really believe that having this in in one uh, device, which of course it's not maybe uh, the most um, smart thing because you have like a one device with everything connected with your life, but it could be super comfortable to have uh, like a wallet in your in your phone. And I guess, as I mentioned, probably it's, it's possible somewhere, but but not in Poland yet. Yeah, I think I remember that idea was kind of uh, flying around on the, you know, Apple covering blogosphere uh, about, you know, iPhone becoming basically your passport, your ID. So we can, you know, identify yourself, probably won't, presuming that the security will be really high. But yeah, kind of a next logical step after being a wallet, um, you're, you know, the thing you're keeping your uh, your stuff for work for leisure, and on top of that, become your passport. Probably this is this is what we're looking at in the future. Okay, and before I let you go, uh, how can people get in touch with you and get more information about what you do, Jagash? Uh, I think that LinkedIn, LinkedIn is the easiest way to find me online. Uh, I'm not super active on social media. Uh, that's why I won't like put here like a Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, whatever. Just uh, why LinkedIn, I think, is the best way to, to find me and uh, to connect. Like I'm always open to... To discuss, I'm always open to um, answer some questions or put my 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 my, my questions uh, to someone from uh, from the industry. That's why, yep. If you're open, let's let's connect. Terrific! Thanks a lot for your time and coming on our, on our podcast, Jagash. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. And bye. that was Jagash Gajinski, director of global performance marketing at Booksy. To listen to more episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Just search for Business of Apps and you will find us easily. We release episodes on Mondays, so subscribe, and you'll be able to get new episodes on your smartphone, tablet, or computer as soon as we release them. And please don't forget to leave us a review and comment on iTunes. It is highly appreciated. And all episodes will also be available on businessofapps.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Business of Apps podcast. For more, head on over to businessofapps.com.